Podcast. Today we got a special jest. Jest. Off to a great start. Yes. Special guest, uh, Joe Whalen from German techno band Absorbed. The techno Viking. How's it going, guys? Uh, Hello, Joe. So you're you're Joe. You're are are you the singer? Yeah, I'm the I'm the singer from a from a band around here, Flint, called Absorbed. And then okay. uh, and then I work with Ian. We uh we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> So we already have the the usual special guest of Sweet Joe, voice of an angel. So you're going to be uh, less Sweet Joe, <laughs> voice of a demon. <laughs> a lot. I mean that's that's putting it very plainly i was gonna i was gonna try to be a little bit more creative than that but okay sure we could do with that less sweet joe voice of a demon <laughs> i accept okay all right so uh again formal introduction less sweet joe voice of a demon not to be confused with sweet joe voice of an angel Hopefully so I can, I can live up to the namesake Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, so, you're Joe. Yes, hello. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, Joe. I am uh, I'm 28. I live in Flint <laughs> or Burton. Um, I'm a giant. True. Okay. I'm uh, okay. very bald. I have, uh... by, by choice or by heredity? Oh, a little bit of both, column A, column okay. B. You know how it goes. <laughs> right. So I started off being bald to look cool, and now, uh, now I have less choice in the matter. <laughs> uh. So, uh, so your your hairline took your suggestion to heart, and yes, yeah, eighty six. I, just, right. sha- I right. just shave a little less off every week. <laughs> it's a little less cumbersome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, hey. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I sing in a death metal band. Uh, we're we're doing things. It's kind of exciting because uh, you know I've been in bands before that didn't do things. But uh, yeah, okay. we just came out. We just came out with a CD. Uh, two, yeah, a little little over two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, is right around uh, right around Clunk's uh, birthday because uh, he played me some of it. When we were en route to the to the Casino, so I am familiar with your works. Oh hmm. yeah, well awesome. We uh, yes. The the other four guys in the band are are really talented, and I scream and yell a lot. Well, 
That's a position that not everybody can do, so it's commendable. <laughs> Thank you. It is commendable. Hey. I wish, I honestly wish I could do it, but I just, uh, I think I lack the um, testicular fortitude to fail in front of people. So I try not to keep, or try not to open my mouth in a musical sense. Yeah, failing, failing in front of people thoroughly sucks. Um, right. Eating shit is never never the most pleasant of options. But uh, sometimes you eat a little bit of shit, man. Uh, it definitely happens to everybody. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's something everybody worries about. Even Even, you know, I've played a lot of shows and still before I'm going up, I'm like, uh, really hope we don't eat shit. <laughs> right. It's fair. But, uh, yeah, you just, I, I, I guess I just kind of got used to it to a certain degree, you know. But it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, man. We, we, it, it's fun having a reaction from people, having people, you know, respond positively to stuff we're putting out. I have a good time. I hate being in a band. Yeah, see, that that was the weird thing. Uh, like, uh, I was, I, I played in a couple bands in my days, and one of the things that I miss most is, like, playing shows. I miss the, the catharsis of, like, going out there, playing, having a good time, seeing people react... Uh, whether it be positive, negative, whatever the situation, I I enjoyed that, and and that's what I miss most about playing music. But for some reason, uh, Konkelstein just isn't a fan of of the the entertainment industry. I guess. Oh, I hate playing shows. Yeah, I don't, mind, I don't mind jamming, but I absolutely hate playing shows. I don't know what it is. I hate it. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I'm, I would, I would rather play shows than do any other aspect of it. I mean, band practice and jamming is fun, especially when you know the juices start flowing and like things start working out the way they're supposed to or the way that you, you know, the way that they you feel they should. But yeah, exactly what you were saying, Casey. When it comes to live shows, like that's, that's why I do it. And then, you know, like uh this is my first time being in a, a studio setting making this album and I, I I found it very trying like it is uh not the same like you think it would be more nerve-wracking to to sing in front of a couple hundred people than to be alone in a room with a guy who's really good at what he's doing and but when you're when you're alone in the room and you're screaming with headphones on it's like you're naked. You're absolutely nude. Like it, it's 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 awful. Like when he when he plays back your, your vocal track isolated, so you can hear. What you just did. Oh, you, oh you, man. You feel like the is biggest it... piece of shit in the world. You just you hate it... yourself. Oh, I hated myself so much every time I heard every vocal track by itself. I'm like, please don't do that to me again. But it had to happen. It's it's part of the process. But live shows. In comparison, like, I don't know if, I, I can't say whether or not that experience of being in the studio made me better at it or not, but, yeah, live shows, just so much more 
positive energy and less uh less critical yeah yeah well i don't know i guess uh two two comments on that first um a i hope it was like uh those david lee roth sessions (laughs) 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 like the running with the devil like you had to hear yourself and you're like "Ah!" i'm just making all these weird noises oh man I, I appreciate those so much. And it's a... Uh, talking about, and David Lee Roth's oh, yeah. isolated vocals might be one of the funniest of them all. Like, Oh, absolutely. Like a absolutely. Lot of, a lot of them are just terrible. Like, I don't know if you heard the Courtney Love once. They're, uh, oh boy. But that, that's live, and she's, like, ancient. Like, it's not, it's, to be fair to her, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not personally a fan of hers, but. To be fair to her, yeah. you know, some sound guy picked out a live recording of her and isolated the vocals, and I guess she didn't pay him, so he put them on the internet. Oh. But, <laughs> but yeah, David Lee Ross, like, his isolated vocals, I mean, they don't sound great, but they are hilarious. So hilarious. I mean, for for the sake of, of what it is being pre-auto-tune era, I mean, he hit the notes. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it it sounds like like hell because it's it's David Lee Roth. Right. But it's, I mean, like a dude on cocaine yelling in a, in a booth. Yeah, but I mean, for for all intents and purposes, like what he set out to do, he did, and he did so masterfully. So you could still hats off, but kind of hats back on. Right. Yeah, I mean, it worked for him. There's probably two stations that you could turn the radio on right now that are playing one of his songs. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I I wasn't I wasn't against uh, the I don't know I guess a, a studio type of uh, environment. But uh, like what you're saying, it, it makes you hypercritical because then you can hear like where, you know, you kind of flubbed a, a switch from like one chord to the next. And you're like, oh, I, I could have done that cleaner. Yeah, absolutely. I could have done that so much better. And and then after a while, like you're playing the same part so many times, you're like, oh, I I can't tell if it's right anymore. Right. I can't tell if what like I'm doing music is... anymore. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You, you gotta, uh, you gotta come at it with fresh ears at, at that point. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta just walk away from it. That's that. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird place, man. Studio is a weird place. It is. I just like playing. But <laughs> at, at the same time, uh, like I, I admire uh, bands that go to the studio, they make something, they get it to sound the way they want it to sound, you know, like their projection, when they hear it back, it's what they want. So like part A of that equation is a success on like an audio front. And then when you actually go to a show and you see them and it's similar. It's that if band. not right. 
if yeah if it's not like the same you're like wow these guys these guys are fucking on top of it which is uh it's admirable i like it because i mean i think uh i think around like the first time i did any any like serious um like recording like uh, a lot of the stuff that I played on guitar, I was like, oh man, you know, I, I always, I always meant for this to kind of have like this type of like backing guitar behind it to kind of emphasize little bits and stuff like that. So right, some harmonies but, or uh, a yeah, rhythm. Yeah. So like when it when it came down to it, like listening to it, um, like via the album you're like oh wow that that sounds really good but you go to the show and there's still only one asshole up there playing guitar right. although on the album you can hear like three different parts you're like well i don't know that's not right. really you, the same you get, you, right you get into doing things that you, you you absolutely couldn't reproduce without well i mean like cheating like you have to play to a backtrack or hire another yeah. person because you layered a bunch of stuff that you don't actually have right and there's right. a there's there's definitely i think there's a temptation to to do that when you're recording like you know we have all this we have all these tools at our disposal and yeah we we tried to keep a focus on you know let's make this sound the way that we sound like not not to have it be drastically like you know like like you were just saying it, the, not overly processed right exactly you, if you produce it too much it starts to be a different band it's it's this dream band that only exists in this in this one room that's got 30 guitar players it's just these two assholes <laughs> right. like and a chorus of people screaming but really it's just me screaming and then screaming and screaming and just layering it all over it because it sounds cool like yeah, we really tried to stay away from that. There are there are some places where uh, the guitar our guitar player Brett Brett Yenner is doing backing vocals, and I'm doing like the lead vocals. And then I did a, a, like we threw one more layer of me doing vocals under it, just be, you know for for quality purposes. And it really did turn out well. But it, it is it is kind of weird hearing three voices when. You're not going to hear necessarily the three voices in that part when you listen to that song in a live setting. I think most people probably wouldn't even notice it in a live setting. Because metal yeah, shows probably are so not. high energy. Yeah, there is a lot going on. Um, that's I, I'm I'm happy to say our live shows are are cool. <laughs> like I I have a really good time playing them. I I just I'm super cool and calm and collected in uh, when you're talking to me but uh i i was bragging I, camp going I, I, just, <laughs> I, I just i flip a switch and I, I i go crazy feels good it's like you said it's catharsis is just this raw outlet of yeah that that's that's what i liked about it um and you know uh we're we're poo-pooing the whole recording process uh you know over processing and stuff like that but i mean um at, at the same time like i i kind of i kind of appreciate um one person's mental engineering yeah no, absolutely so, if 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 everything goes to plan you'll never actually sound as good as you do on that out on that on that front recording 
Just yeah, saying. but yeah, exactly, exactly. But at the, yeah. at the same time, like you know, you you if it if it comes from the artist, then I think it's I think it's awesome. Absolutely. Like if if the guitarist says, "Man, I I I think this would be super sweet," you know, if we transpose this like a seventh, played it all the same way, it'd be super awesome. And 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 doubled this up. It would be super rad. Let's try it out. You try it. It sounds great. I think that's very admirable. And I, I think if it if it comes out of the artist, then it's not over processing. It's it's trying to execute like a a target. You know, yeah, you're like trying to get to 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 what you're going for. Vision, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can see both sides of the coin as long as it's not like you know, some asshole in the booth that's like, hey, I'm going to put, like, some trombone got, behind I got, this. I got an orchestra <laughs> on this yeah. keyboard. Do you guys want to hire mean, an orchestra for your live shows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it probably sounds great, and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had all that shit in my music before, and I, I enjoyed it. I'd never take it out because I think it sounds great, but uh, you know, that was the difference between like me having a, a good producer and, uh, well, I shouldn't say me, uh, us having a good producer and us having the freedom to do what we have in our heads. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's a fun business. It is a good time. Yeah. It is. I enjoy it. I miss it. Kind of. I kind of wish I could do it again, but at the same time, I'm too fucking lazy. And <laughs> it, it, like, it, it is a lot of work to do anything productive with it. Yeah. Like, like you could, you could be, you could, you could join a cover band tomorrow, and honestly, you'd make more money. They pay, they pay cover bands more money to play shows than bands that play original music. And there's more right. venues. There's more venues for cover bands to play. But. Yeah, if you were gonna do it, you'd want that that you'd want that chance to execute that vision, like you were just saying. Like, you'd want that artistic outlet. Right. So, that mixed with carrying equipment, I don't miss it that much. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't miss it enough. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta skip to the stage where you have roadies. You need to join somebody established. Exactly. Exactly. I'd be clap fine with your hands that. twice and have people jump up and carry your gear yeah that would be delightful Casey we're going to glory hole again pretty sure yeah that's what he said he had to get he had to uh, get them all uh, fluffed up and then he could return so little the uh the uh, what do they call him? The uh, the warthog. He's like a younger warthog. Yeah, yeah. Little little Frank Reynolds. <laughs> oh shit! Are you, are you talking about uh, what's his nuts? David Vito. Casey. No. no, I was I was. What's what do they call Ron Jeremy? Yeah, oh, the hedgehog. He's the hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's like Casey give you the hedgehog if he was only his dick. 
<laughs> what? Oh, nothing. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> what happened? I'm the hedgehog. Welcome back. What? No, you're the warthog. Oh, the war... I like you that there, better. You in there firing Ex people for not working the uh, printer right? <laughs> extra wart? <laughs> yeah, extra wart. Double the wart. Maybe only warts. <laughs> so, so we're talking about... Uh, Playing live shows, being in a band. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, was I, the I best have a question. That once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all were. We all were. Okay, so you make you make music. Uh, you classified it as death metal. Yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the easy way of saying it. Metal's super weird. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of it's kind of all over the place now. With all of its cores yeah. and yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. But uh, you know, I was I was thinking about this earlier. But what what would you consider success? Um, I, I feel like I was thinking about this earlier too. I don't remember what the context even was. I think I was talking <laughs> to Ian actually, but uh. Like as far as I think that there's definitely uh, or like in realistically when it comes to extreme metal of any style, there's there's a cap. There, there's 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 you can reach a certain fan base, and then you're not gonna you're not gonna be on the radio. Like you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna ever play Kobo Hall or Kobo Arena or whatever it is. You're not ever gonna play the Palace because you're a death metal band or you're a black metal band or you're a grindcore band or whatever it is you know like you said there's there's a lot of cores now uh but i think that um there's a certain like behemoth is what i would I was, like the picture of what i would say is a successful metal band today like everyone knows who behemoth is everyone has an opinion on not everyone likes Behemoth. There are people who hate Behemoth. There are people who protest Behemoth because they fucking are Satanists or whatever. Like, they're, but are they, they really? Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty into that stuff. Not but, just uh, for the T-shirts. But every time they play uh, St. Andrews, or every time they play, you know, one of the bigger venues that are still like theaters. They have people come from all over the Midwest when they play, you know, downtown Detroit. Like people come from all over the place because they're they have like as much acclaim, as much acclaim as a, a death metal band can have, I guess. Like, okay. Something like that. Because at a certain point, like. See, so you just don't want to be obsolete. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, that, 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 that's, it might be sound a little cheaply, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, there, there's only, there's only so much you can expect if, if, without changing your music so that it could be on the radio. Sure. I think that's true. 
I think it's better now than it used to be because people can actually find you somewhere other than like uh, you know through a a smelly long-haired guy at a record store. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, it's you can find Behemoth on Spotify, and then you can find related artists, and like that's how I think a lot yeah. of us find the majority of bands anymore. So like there's a there's a higher potential for success nowadays, but then there's also it gives the same level of accessibility to, you know, a thousand bands just like you. Right, yeah, there's a lot of saturation. You have to you have to work really, really hard to get your name to a lot of people because there are all, like you just said, there are a lot of bands and to you know, to somebody who's not deep into the genre, it's it's all bass guitars, bass drums and screaming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, have to, you have to set yourself apart in some manner. Uh, and just, like, being good is not necessarily enough. I've, I've seen bands that Ooh. are just... Are, I've seen bands that are just phenomenal. I, I, I've played shows with bands who are incredible bands. They're just... Every, everything... Like, they nail these ridiculously technical songs in dive bars every, you know once a month but they only they only play dive bars once a month and that's that like the only people who know about them are people who have happened to see them because they don't work it's <laughs> you have to you have to be good and you have to work a lot and you have to be kind of lucky yeah yeah I feel like you know I don't listen to near as much heavy music as I used to but I still do some. But, like, nowadays, there's so many bands that, like, if you don't catch my attention within, like, the first two songs, I'm probably never going to listen to you again. <laughs> you yeah, know? totally. Like, it's... it's there, There's way too many good bands out there for you to devote five songs worth of time to something you're not enjoying. It's... Because of that saturation we were just talking about, we are afforded the luxury of being picky as hell about what we like and don't like and we can skip this song infinite infinite times until we find something that fits right into the niche of what we want to listen to right now mm-hmm. instead of having to fumble through a rack of cassette tapes or records or whatever our parents were fucking with those idiots <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had cassette tapes when I was a little kid but my I had cassette tapes Michael W. Smith my oh my was, god, dude, I had that tape. <laughs> my dad was 100% like 80s rock. We had Ugh. all the worst tapes. Dad's having so... the time of his life right now. Damn Yankees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad is having the time of his life right now. I, I, I guess this, this is, uh, as they say, this is great pod describing pictures. But uh, yeah, my dad, my dad's in Daytona Beach, and um, I guess there's like bike week going on there. He's like, he just bought a Harley a couple years ago, and so he went down there, and he posted a picture on Facebook of him like just surrounded by strippers, just covered in strippers, like a blanket <laughs> of strippers. That's very Daytona. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> yeah, Daytona. it is. It's, it's like it's like the most Daytona picture that's ever been taken. 
Daytona is a perfect <laughs> place to find like uh, stereotypical Herpes. Florida guy. <laughs> stereotypical Florida guy is six one, uh, four hundred pounds, most of it gut. He wears one of those button-down shirts that has that weird flap on the back. You know what I'm talking about? Like for fishing. He's usually got on like strap-on sandals, cargo shorts, and then a visor. Are they Crocs? These sandals? Oh. Oh, they could be. They could very well be. Hands <laughs> yeah. sounds delightful. I see stereotypical yeah, Florida guy. All sounds, the time. sounds like my kind of people. He's usually breathing heavy and like trying to eat a nutter butter or something. <laughs> or chicken wings. He's got like a, con, a constant of acne, like painting his entire face and chest. <laughs> <laughs> Just a negative of the nice guy. <laughs> Tell you what, I might, I wouldn't mind uh, hanging out with Florida guy right now. Start some more right? Who's who's playing the freaking maracas in the background? Yeah, what is that? Is that? Bourbon? Oh, I was, I was, Davis, I was grabbing some dog food right are quick. You, uh, are you categorizing your M and M's by color or something? Or <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. I was getting uh, into like the uh, the rock star rock star vibe and uh, taking out all the light brown M and M's. So yeah, so you're natural. Those are chumps. <laughs> Who me? Yeah. Um, oh okay. Or okay, so Joe Davis yes. would keep Reese's Pieces out on his counter. <laughs> delicious, <laughs> delicious Reese's Pieces. Who doesn't want those? So every time you walk in, you just got a handful of the shit. And this fuck, at one point, decides he's gonna just mix in a bunch of bullshit Skittles. Nah, Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Only the orange ones, though. <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, I guess. But they, yeah, I hate Skittles. So you get... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're blobs of sugar wax. They, they yeah. should be hated. Or... That's, Dude. That's, that's, the way, that's the way adults should approach a Skittle. It was, it was a fucking PBJ in your mouth without oh. the stupid-ass oh, bread. Oh, no. <laughs> You're welcome, I say. Oh, that's yeah, gross. I never wanted lemon, lemon lime PB and J. <laughs> well, oh, blue raspberry uh, jelly—that's a thing. That's—it's a discovery. You know, you never know what you like until you try it. Why is blue raspberry? So I was just trying to help. Anyways, like, how did that flavor come about? Why is it always blue raspberry instead of red raspberry? And why are like—I mean, it's adopted like and, and, across the board. Right, and also what. What flavor is that? Because I've tasted a raspberry before. Like, where's that? <laughs> where's that cotton candy flavor come from? Yeah, it's uh, it's not. It's called sugar. It's just straight sugar. Let's not let's not dance around uh, <laughs> putting putting pronouns to it. What what berry? Because it, are wild not berry pop tarts representing? <laughs> Dingle. Dingleberries. That's about it. If I had to guess. But I don't like pop tarts, so. It's the wild brown sugar cinnamon dingleberry. <laughs> yeah, but they're kind of tart, so. 
You know, you got to throw something weird in there. Like you ate a bunch of lemons, then had a dingleberry. That's what know. they should do is just start mixing all the flavors together and call it, like, Franken-Tart. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> tart or tard? Str- str- <laughs> <laughs> Franken-Tart. <laughs> if that's not already a B-movie, it will be in a few months. <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking that's, that'd be a brilliant band name. Franken-Tard. What, at least an album. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. I uh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, so, yeah. I guess I'm an asshole because I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Especially just imagine Ian eating it and then just cursing. <laughs> I'm, I'm ever... sure that only happened once or twice before he learned his lesson. <laughs> I think that guy, Reese's Pieces are like cake for him. Like, he instinctively eats it no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever played that Jelly Belly game with the gross flavors? No, I've never no, played No, fuck that. Flavors. I think my, I've seen it, my... but I haven't played it. My son got that in his stocking this year for Christmas, and we all played it, and it was like, it's like Russian roulette, like you get all, <laughs> you get all the same colors of things, like, and, and it's either, uh, it's either chocolate pudding or it's fucking canned dog food. And ca- canned blue dog- raspberry and blue waffle. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a that's like a sardine dipped in Worcestershire sauce. The, the, smelly, the smelly sock one might as well have been blue waffle, dude. It smelled like the, sm- the, the smelly sock one tasted like bacteria. Oh. <laughs> like, it smelled like a gym. Like like you know how infection tastes. Unfortunately, like everybody kind of does. That's what it tastes like infection. <laughs> My son, my son bit into the rotten egg one, and that was the end of the game. He just threw up on the table. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't fun anymore. That's no, taking one no. for the team if you just barf all over the, the bean-boozled board. He's the one who wanted to play. Well, serves him right. He learned today. Yeah. I wanna, yeah I just that's called be a life the, lesson. I want to be on the squad that thinks up flavors for those. Like oh, that would be God. so much fun to just come so up. So you have ideas. sadism? You are you're you're full you're pure sadist then? Like you I might have a touch like, of it. You're like I want I want <laughs> to figure out how to reproduce the smell of taint. <laughs> give me a give Make me a benign tumor. My taint. <laughs> benign tumor. Actually, that tastes like Skittles and Reese's Pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Malignant tumors, they just, there's something off about them. It's gotta be benign. Yeah. Yeah, let's not yeah. get crazy. Aggressive tumor is a lot more uh, berry flavored. Fingernails. <laughs> it just tastes like uh, ball sweat and shit and chicken wings. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. taste like flavor. Every every food flavor is is, is just random. What random faint food flavors snuck in there? 
Yeah. Oh, he scratched his nuts and he had starlight. Dude, mine would mine would taste like like oil well, yeah, and Casey, spicy I was doing garlic specifically sauce. Specifically yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the butt balls and chicken wings was was yours specifically. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's accurate. Never mind. We gotta go. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, how how did you get into the uh, to the music biz? Um. Well, I was in a I was in a band in high school. I played bass. Uh, I was really oh. bad. I was really bad at it. How can uh, you be bad at playing the world's <laughs> most remedial instrument, bro? We, we played this bar, and uh, the sound guy... The only way you could be bad is if you didn't show up. <laughs> well, he's a bad bass player. See, the, every show we played, I could never actually hear my bass. So I just kind of <laughs> tried to play, like, like did what I thought was right, but uh, I, don't, I don't think it really mattered, because if I couldn't hear the bass and I was standing by it, what, was the, what were the odds that anybody else could hear it, right? <laughs> but uh eventually I uh I went to college briefly and then uh, I got in trouble <laughs> I got in trouble while I was up there and I went to jail and while I was in jail they kicked me out of that band. Oh. So, so then a few years later um I met a dude on the we, we rode together to a concert and he was talking about wanting somebody to, to come out and play vocals for them and I, I went and tried out I had a microphone and like a shitty little portable guitar amp like a little 15 watt amp that like and I went got a little crate it, it was it was tiny it, it was it, like you could juggle this thing it, it was looking back on it it's really interesting <laughs> that I brought this thing anywhere much less to like a, a room with musicians in it but I don't think they didn't have anybody else trying out I guess and uh I, I screamed my ass off while they were playing and they could actually hear me. It was just this tiny little amplifier. So that was my last band. And uh, we just played a few shows around Flint and had a good time and then broke up. But the same same guy who, I, who had me join that band showed up to my wedding an hour early, dressed normal with a Slayer shirt on. Yes. Now, he was not supposed to be there for the ceremony at all. He's there, well, like before some of my family members, dressed normal. <laughs> and he's he's kind of a character. He's, he's a funny oh, you guy. don't need to say that out loud. Yeah. Um, I, I think we already gathered that. <laughs> he walks up to me and he gets me, he shakes my hand, and I'm like guiding my family and like and where to park and stuff, and. uh He's like, hey man, I didn't bring you a card, but I, uh, my wedding present to you is that I want you to join my band. Oh my god. And I'm like, what? He's <laughs> like, I want you to join my band. And I'm like, well, I'd like, uh, that, that's cool. Like, I, I want to try out, like, in case it's, like, not, like, a fit or whatever, but, like, that, like cool, Neil, now go over there. Like, and he's like, no, you, you know everybody else in the band. And I, I did, uh, the guitar player was one of the guys in my band from high school 
that I got kicked out of for going to jail. And then the drummer was a friend of mine. And uh, so, yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, I know them. I'll join your band. Now go sit over there. And then I got married. So I joined the I joined the band the same day I got married, uh, and almost by accident. But since then we've uh, we've gotten a little more serious, and uh, we got another guitar player, and kind of found out what we sounded like, and threw away all the songs that we started with. And, you know, that, that, that's that's the story. I remember a lot, all right. a lot of shows. Present. I remember a lot of shows where. You, there was always like one guy that would show up like this band that was like their second or third show and one guy in the band would show up with like a practice amp and they'd put a microphone like right on top of it and then just like put a blanket over top of that <laughs> to like try to make it work <laughs> like put out some sort of sound right like the tiniest little amp yeah, yeah. well it, at least they got a little bit better with that because I think even those like small like shitty amps they now have like line outs on them so you can go directly into the board yeah, the, uh, and for the most part yeah don't, never say always cause... sweet pedal effects yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a nice pedal and I lost the power cord to it years and years ago Sometimes wish that I wasn't so lazy and I'd just buy a power cord off Amazon. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, that'd take two, two nah. seconds, but I'm gonna forget yeah. about it when, when, when the Skype calls over. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, okay, alright, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I do the same shit. There's a lot of stuff that I look at and I'm like, yeah, I should do something with that. And then it's gone. The yeah. second I turn around, I'm like, ah, that's out of my mind for at least another month. Forever. I'll take care of it never. I'm a terrible guitar player anyway, so I don't know why I want to fix the pedal. What what pedal is it? It's some uh, effects processor. It's got a bunch of different effects on it and a little whammy pedal, like a wah pedal board that you can use for also all the effects. It's, I don't know. If I found it, I could do the official commercial for it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like in the closet, so I've never used It'll... it, but it's supposed to be real cool. No, I, I used to use it. I just never got good. I, I never. I never just... use well, Davis, you use a boss. I... Yeah, yeah. I was, Digitech. I was always a big. Uh, no, fuck Digitech. God, those are the worst pedals like ever. I think that's what it is. Okay, well, throw it away. Don't, don't, even, bother <laughs> spending the, don't even bother spending the $3 on the power cable because it's fucking hot garbage. If you find Guaranteed. a power cable, chew through it. Plug <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it in while it's in my mouth. Exactly. Deep exactly. Listen for receiving that pedal as a Christmas present. <laughs> hey, man, we all make mistakes. Sometimes it's Christmas. No, actually, that pedal is a hilarious story. My dad uh, promised my mom a kitchen, a new kitchen. He was going to redo the whole kitchen. And he said, This is a weird start to a story. This is years ago. I mean, I want to see where it goes, but this is a weird start to a story about a (laughs) processor. Yeah, she. she Okay, sorry. 
she got angry at him for buying a guitar, and he promised her that he was he would redo the entire kitchen. And she got all excited about the kitchen, was telling people she was going to get a new kitchen this summer, and new cabinets, and new floor, and yada, 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 the whole shebang. And then he got an email from Guitar Center about some sort of deal that they had going, some ridiculous deal, and he could get that effects processor for, like, dirt cheap, and of course he runs up there and gets it, and puts it under the bed and tells himself that he, he'll give it to himself for Christmas, and she just doesn't need to know. And he hides it in between, like, two gun cases, so she'll never see it, and it'll be fine. And then, maybe two or three months later, uh, there's, like, mold in the basement, like, in, like black mold or whatever, so they, like, bleach it out, and my mom goes, like, crazy and tries to clean the house from top to bottom, finds this pedal board, and is like, what in the fuck? Like, you, you bought yourself... A attack. Yeah. And she and she she confronts my dad and my dad is like backpedaling and eventually lands on that's Joe's Christmas present. <laughs> and, oh. and saves his ass but also has to give me the pedal that he bought himself <laughs> in order to not have to sleep in a doghouse. Was she pissed because she married a Frankentard? Because it was a bitch attack. Frank and Tart. Poor guy. <laughs> Swimming in strippers down in Daytona Beach. This is hard. And now he'll never have his guitar will never sound like a train horn. <laughs> It'll never go. Wow. Oh, man, so, well, I mean, Ian brought it up, but I mean, I was a, I was a big, uh, I was a big pedal board fan, and I started with a, a DoD, which was crap, but that was like my first one, and then, uh, and then I went to Boss, which was actually really nice. Um, its its emulations were were really crisp really great um but yeah my in in one of my earlier bands my buddy had like a digitech and i was like i can't believe that's what you want to sound like right because like, it is just the worst thing ever yeah i i it's been a long time since i used it and i don't really remember i, I remember there being a few effects if i if i tweaked them enough I could make it sound like something that was decent but a lot of the effects were just absolutely useless it's like the little where it jumps up like and hits every note in like a like a chromatic scale like to oh like the the uh, arpeggiator yeah like it's, it's, it sounds it sounds awful like it, 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 it turns every note into like a keyboard hit like, it's perfect for making like 90s ringtones <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, so this is like an ongoing point of contention with uh between me and the old <laughs> bass player for my band. But at one point he bought a a pedal for his bass, like a distortion pedal, and he was just pumped about it. And it sounded terrible. It sounded like garbage. And like he he would not 
like let up on how awesome this pedal was so um, we always ended up having to pack up his stuff so one day we just threw it away <laughs> and, and we told him that somebody must have stole it and he was like pulling his hair out like trying to find this pedal or like going crazy about how he's gonna figure out who took this this pedal and then lo and behold like, <laughs> we just threw it away <laughs> oh i i it actually was like got a, $20 a good story pedal. about that uh our our dear listener mr falk who was our bassist uh he had a pedal he ended up going i think with the boss version and uh like it just kind of fucked off one day and i mean he just basically used it for distortion no 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 ringtones or anything like that is just <laughs> you know i want i want fuzz or i don't want fuzz and that was it that's all he used it for but it just kind of fucked off one day um so we ended up going to a guitar center and buying another one uh because it was like right before a show and i took all of the guts out of the new one and put it into the old one and then you know vice versa put all the guts uh back into the new one that didn't work and then we returned it to guitar center <laughs> and we're like dude this thing doesn't fucking work oh we'll just get you a new one no no that's cool later <laughs> we hate it it's right. <laughs> the wrong color just anyways give, just, just give us the yeah. money <laughs> yeah that's awesome I mean sorry now they're, going out, now they're going out of business I wonder how that happened are they going out of business are they really they're they're in really rough shape man them and Game well, yeah. Mountain where will... everybody why would you want to go to Guitar Center to, to the only reason anybody goes to Guitar Center is to try the thing out that they're going to go buy on Amazon at home <laughs> yeah yep. that, that's it, it, very fair yeah there's like a number of stores that should be fun to go into and are just awful and guitar center is one of them yeah i concur with that i feel like gander mountain is another one like it's it's never fun to go in there i remember when guitar center was fun but it was like before i ever had enough money to actually buy anything in there and it was just like look at all this cool shit teenage years yeah it was really cool then but now that it's like oh look at that I could spend like three paychecks on it no. so you're just taking taking trips to Fantasy Island that's fine yeah yeah, yeah. What's, what's that place down in uh, White Lake um, Motor City yeah I was going to that place way before I ever went to a uh, guitar center oh yeah I love that place yeah, I've been to that place once. That was, the place is really cool. It's just—it seems—it's so much. Uh, they're less aggressive there, I guess. Guitar Center is like a bunch of douchebags who know everything and you know nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just want to sell the fuck out of all their stuff. And like you can tell how bad it's really going to be. Stupid. You can tell how bad it's going to be by how many leather the bracelets the guy's wearing as he's walking up. Yeah. <laughs> Like four? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's a twat. <laughs> we 
But yeah. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, Motor City, you judge it by how many ponytails the guy's got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zero or like, two. Yeah, two. How far two back on the is sides like, of his receding head. hairline this is? Gonna is. Be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long the his back hair is and how bald his top hair is. Yeah. How much uh, taco meat is coming out of the front of his shirt. <laughs> I think pigtails on a man should be called ape hangers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's accurate. (laughs) Yeah. You know the other store that's just off? I mean, it's not geared towards towards men anyways, but, like, is awful to go into with your significant other is Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Like, you would think... It's uncomfy. Yeah, you would think, like, oh, well, I like what they sell, so this should be alright. But, yeah, it's like 30 salespeople coming up, like, have you been fitted recently? Can I get you a fitting room? Blah, 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 blah. And then you get to the sales counter, and it's like a mile-long line, and it takes... Wait, Chubbs. Are they asking you? No, and I knew that was coming, so you can screw yourself. But all of these stores have, like, three rewards programs and two credit cards that they have to ask you about, too. So it takes 30 minutes to check out. Oh, you know what other stores like that? Dick's Sporting Goods. Like, that store is just no fun to go into. I don't think I've been there. They have dicks in the names. You're kind of, if you don't expect a hard time, uh, then that's on you. <laughs> Good I work. don't mind dicks sporting goods. I'm going to a sporting goods. That's probably the one I like the most. You heard it here first, folks. Ian doesn't mind dicks. I like dicks. <laughs> He's got a hankering. Hankering for dicks. <laughs> Honker down. To a dicks and just see what this is all about. <laughs> uh, what's, I heard uh, Dunham's is closing down. Yeah, I hear that too. Oh, wonderful. We got one of those in town. We're going to have another empty building. Yeah. So awesome. It's going to add to the uh, post-apocalyptic look you guys got going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's turning that whole road into a real shithole. Spent getting bad too. It, well, like they lost, uh, they lost Kmart, right? Which is a huge building, um, huge eyesore that no one ever shopped at. Yeah. Yeah, we had, one, we had one down the road here in Burton, and it, uh, it, they replaced it with um, a family farm and home. It's like a. Weird... Oh, we got one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like a, place... it's like a, it's like an alternate reality tractor supply. Dude, seriously, it's like a David Lynch movie. It's just yeah. super weird in there. That's exactly what I said when I first went in there. Fenton's like Fenton's weird. Fenton had an area where it was great and it started. And then they decided to build up a new area across town. And that area has just completely failed. So now they're going back to the original area. Soto Sopa. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So um, it's super nice downtown now, but the other side of town is uh, it's just barren. There's nothing there. 
which Klonk, this is only relevant for you. Um, but did you hear that Big Boy and Pizza Hut are no longer? Yeah, it's going to be a strip mall. Yeah. Yeah, stupid. We've got a giant strip mall with nothing in it right now. You're right. <laughs> well, is at least they just... won't be uh, serving up horrible breakfast food or horrible is that pizza. All, is that all Big Boys and Pizza Huts or just the ones in town there? Uh, just the ones in town, I think. Pretty sure. Absolutely. I'm sure all the other ones are probably in tow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're uh, they're quickly in line to get bought out. I'm Pizza sure. Hut started in Wichita, so like my little town that has very little in it has two Pizza Huts. That's like, like the, the first two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the original building, yeah, it's it's on the north end of Wichita. It's just like a little shack. Why don't you guys refine your recipe? Serve something. It'll be edible. the last two. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, probably. Just some old ass man. The <laughs> <laughs> He's still in there. <laughs> yeah. Been here since the beginning. He's blowing the dust off all the pizzas that no one ever bought from him. All of them. Last time I ate there, it's been years. It's yeah, it's, it's garbage. It's been more than more than ten years since I ate that cardboard pizza. Pizza Hut makes you feel like Chinese food makes you feel. I think I was in Florida the last time I ate that, and we watched it get robbed. <laughs> we, we ordered our pizza. We walk over to a gift shop because it's just outside of Orlando, and everything is a gift shop. So we walk across the parking lot to the gift shop and walk back, and two dudes came blasting out of there, just super hard coming out of the building. And I looked at Ashley, and I was like, I think they just got robbed. So we walk up to the door, and the guy's trying to lock the door. And he's like, oh, we just got robbed. And I was like, oh, give me my pizza, dude. <laughs> like, we, just, we just got robbed. And I was like, give me my food. I want my food. Or you lock this door, I'm getting my food. You <laughs> <laughs> about the money. Give me the food. You're going to get robbed of some <laughs> dough, some cheese, a little pizza sauce, some pepperonis. Give it to me. Just That's make it myself. I don't, I've, I've seen a few places in Florida, and that is by far, like, it's just strange. Orlando area. Wichita, dude, is like, they're just building stuff as fast as they can put it up. Why? I guess people are buying it. I don't know. That's how buildings go. Yeah. It's not like they build them slow. Well, idiot. he asked why. <laughs> but, uh, Actually, I think we just... There's we... supposed to be a black stone or black rock, whatever it's called. There's supposed to be one put in Davison a few miles from my house. And I guess the, the block layers messed up something critical about the building and they just stopped. Like, they, the, the construction's been stalled on it for... I don't, know, I don't know what exactly happened. Did, did you hear about that, Ian? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but they, yeah, they, they did something very wrong. Like, and it's just a like a little stone fortress over there now. <laughs> Future side of Black Rock is covered in snow. Dude, that sucks. I saw Black Rock in Florida the other day. They must have some down there. It was like the same logo and everything. We had, a, we had a guy here that was supposed to 
build uh, some condos. Downtown. Condos with uh, with shopping at the at the at the bottom level. Yeah. Yeah, restaurants and shopping and condos all in one building. And uh, I would come to find out. Huh? I would not want to live in that building. No, I wouldn't either. It's very downtown. It's it's an excellent area, but the guy who was uh, the guy who was uh, contracted to make it all happen um, got busted for embezzling twenty million dollars from the bank he worked at. Oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> so that stopped, which I'm glad about. You know that that area is. I don't know. It's a, it's a neat area. Ash's dad used to own business that was there a uh, fruit uh a fruit produce. market yeah tops produce market yeah. but anyway that's super boring for anybody who doesn't know fenton so who gives a shit yeah i Buildings, know folks and i barely give a shit <laughs> we now have two big box chain western stores well, that's a thing yeah, dude. We have That's only uh, a thing out west. We have Boot World or something like that, Boot Corral, Boot Boot World, Bootland. And then we've got Cavenders, which is like the buckle except more cowboy. Yeah, in order to have those, you had to be within 20 yards of kicking shit as soon as you leave the store. <laughs> Boot Barn, that's what it is. Boot barn. <laughs> it's funny because there is—is is there really any like ranchers? Sure. Yeah. It's Kansas. Kansas. ranchers. They—they yeah. they ranch in Coke. Uh, uh, in yeah. Wichita. <laughs> are they ranchers or are they just factory farmers? Oh well, if you're gonna get. Or are they just fucking assholes that work at McDonald's <laughs> but wear cowboy boots? They have cow. Well, yeah, there's we have, a lot we of have that. those here too. They're not making their money off of ranchers. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. This is about making fun of Wichita. <laughs> no, there's there's definitely that. Uh, we definitely have our fair share of those, uh, like, diesel bros and the hillbilly kids that wear their hats sideways and bunch their pants uh, up yeah. at the top of their boots. Got a lot of those. Black rims with cowboy boots. That'd be a, that's a hot look. A hundred percent of them are rolling coal. <laughs> yeah, it's rolling coal. At least we know that the carcinogens are going to cut their lifespan down significantly. <laughs> if there's any comfort to take from that situation, it's that. A little like bit of solace. Checks, checks and balances built in <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, so I went into the one the other day because my dad wanted to go into there. We went into Cavender's. Uh-huh. And um, all cowboy boots now are like square. They have like, like this, like, like dress shoes from the '90s. Yeah, like they have a giant square toe on them, with like this big huh. platform around the outside. They look like well, that seems really uh, girly. And yeah, and there's a lot of those like super bedazzly, like uh, like those ones that you invested in, Davis. <laughs> hey, that was a that was a good investment. Super 
super good investment. How much are you into those boots for? I think like 300. <laughs> Casey, you are the you know, worst like person skin or what? on earth. <laughs> oh, just, just, you cut I so know. deep. I know. He just loves twisting the knife. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> no, I think they were snakeskin, weren't they? Something like that. They were terrible. They were all <laughs> Some... <laughs> They were like the worst use of leather I've ever seen. Like some poor cow died for that. <laughs> I think alligator, maybe? I don't know. Casey, you're, the, you're the worst. Kate, so, yeah, to answer your question, Joe, yeah, Casey's a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say he's a sadist. He's just a fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the, the line is, is blurry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's real fuzzy when it comes to that fat ass. Real fuzzy. Well... <laughs> I take a lot, so I gotta give it back once in a while. I, I bite deep. That's true. Oh, you That's do. That's true. I do. I do like to bring up uh, Brenda. And all right, let's not get I like out of to hand. bring up. I like to bring up the backwards wiping. You setting your ass on fire. Uh, yeah, Casey. Casey, explain to him why you can't wipe front to back. Because my arms are too short and my elbows don't work. <laughs> and his ass is too fat. <laughs> yeah, it's like a combination of all those things. But no, I just found a better way. He's like a fucking T-Rex. It's going to give himself a yeast infection. <laughs> or uh, a fucking urinary tract infection. <laughs> Just just so we're clear, Davis took us there this time. Wait, what? You took us to oh, Poop yeah. Talk this time. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that's on me. That's on me. Getting there hey, somehow. I'm, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's only a matter of time. I just thought I would... I would, uh... I would crush that one. So, yep. Poop Talk. Uh, Casey can't clean up right. There we go. I'm clean, bro. <laughs> I, w I would, I would hey. venture to say that I have more control over my cleanliness than you. Why is that? I'm closer to the problem. <laughs> I, I'm oh taking a shorter route. <laughs> no. The shortest distance no. between two points is a straight line. Bruh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> least resistance. Yeah, you, you got shitty balls, and that's about it. I think that's I think that's where we can draw that line. Davis is an unconventional situation because he doesn't have butt cheeks. <laughs> you hey, kill butt. He's just got he's just got a a little squippy hole in the bottom of his foot. Yeah, like a knot it's in a like tree. A... <laughs> exactly. That's 100% clean, and I can get to it front to back, you idiot. Honestly, that's <laughs> it's like a... cleaner. Exactly. 
If that's the truth, I, I'm, I might be a little jealous. It's less like hey. more like that. Damn my butt cheeks. <laughs> I got I got a question for you guys. Do you use wipes? I Is they're available? I, Fuck yeah. No, I, I haven't. Ever since I had my kid, like yeah. So the last five years, I've been I've been a, a staunch pro wipe guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you use? Okay, so I'm curious about this. Do you use it oh. for like the whole procedure, or <laughs> so do you that's just... a no, that's a no from Chubbs. No, that's a no from me. <laughs> I use yeah, you don't. I use hotel second. washcloth. The second hotel washcloth, <laughs> and then you put it back on the fucking, you pull it back. I, I'm sorry, hotel hand towel. This, this, this goes, yeah. This goes back to the wanting people to eat your jelly belly taint. <laughs> yeah. You just rub your ass along the the bed like a dog, with its anal glands. <laughs> Mark, marking your scent. Yeah. But, Chicken but, wings. But no, to answer your question, no, the, the, it's the my procedure is is the second to last wipe is baby wipe. Exactly, exactly. You so, do, you, well, you, yeah, two to three because you, yeah, you do some of the heavy lifting with the paper, and then once you're near done, you use the wipe as like a do, crude bidet you, type of process. You do, your, you do your scooping with the paper. <laughs> Yes. Exactly. Yes. And so then you use the wipe as like a, again a crude bidet process, and then you use the last uh, bit of paper for for drying, so you don't have like Swamp underwear stuck to your ass. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. No, it's it's a brilliant process. I'm super. That is the process. I'm on board. I, just I, I would eat off my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you won't. Chubbs, <laughs> you can't because everything comes out of you either as a brick or as soup. So there's like no, there's no multi-stage. It's either, oh, it, it, it's not on this T-Rex paper because it came out as a dry solid or it came out as water. It didn't affect the surrounding areas. Yeah, it's that that is true to some extent. I need like rubber wipes. <laughs> Water's not as clean as you'd think. Yeah, a, a squeegee would be fine with me. <laughs> some sort of V-shaped squeegee. But yeah, oh, more often well, than right. not, it's 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 dry. Like it would crumble in you, your hand, I think. Oh my! God. You made your little. It's like a, a nature valley scoop. bar. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it would really make a mess in the car, you know, just flakes everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop it. It'll shatter. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> No, I was I was just remembering, Chubbs, you made your your little your, your little butt scoop the day that you uh, you ate shit on that guardrail. Oh. I, uh, what what's a butt scoop? Yeah, <laughs> refresh my memory. No, you know we were we were all in Grand Rapids with uh with Pete, 
Chubbs was picking up his his brand new bike, and uh, we all we all made shit in the uh, in the forge. Oh yeah, that's right. And and Chubbs made like that little weird monocle butt scoop thing on a stick. <laughs> and yeah, that was the day I became ambidextrous. Yeah. Where was that? Where was that? <laughs> yeah. Was that was that the time where we? Yeah. Is that the time we uh, rode our motorcycles out there and then Casey called his wife to come pick him up? <laughs> was <his> truck. <laughs> no, it was a different time. Shut uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was a different time. This is the time that uh, Casey made out with the guardrail. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Give it a hard bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Joe, uh, first day Casey got a motorcycle. Davis and I had already been riding for a while. He uh, decides he's going to be a cowboy like he is and just jump on it, ride it down the road. Well, he didn't know how to turn. So, like 55 miles an hour on M59, he just ran right into a guardrail while we were right behind him. And watched the whole thing go down. And yeah. his arm looked like a really bad vaginoplasty. <laughs> it was just... Oh, was that, that open? It just puked yeah. up his guts. I was in and out yeah. during that time period. You didn't use it, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Use it. Uh, Ian did, I did, and the ambulance driver did. So you probably have the kind of her simple shits or whatever. Jeez, like the Duke lacrosse yeah. team. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> if you're wondering why your shit comes out as soupy bricks, that's why. It's because you <laughs> fucked my arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had my way Just, with your arm vagina. Yeah, point, point it in the direction of my shoulder, not towards my hand, okay? I don't need any excess padding down there. Filling it up like a water. Your weird bag. meat hooks. Wolf <laughs> chubs, fingers you got. Yeah, yeah. So it it was weird. It was like a little meatball just tumbling along the road, which was super good that you tumbled along the road because on the other side of that guardrail was a was a pretty serious drop, and and it probably would have fucked you up pretty good. Up the ravine with trees. And yeah. you're lucky you didn't have your arms severed by the guardrail. Or your head. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I played right. it pretty precisely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, executed just masterfully. <laughs> yeah. Flawless execution. Just, oh, oh, my arm feels weird. Oh, you take my helmet off. My arm feels weird. And I was here like, I'm going to throw up. And I was like, you better throw up in your helmet. I'm not taking that shit off. <laughs> you probably have a broken neck. Oh yeah, that was super fucked. And and I think even more <coughs> fucked was the uh, financial compensation that you had for that altercation, which you got a ticket for uh, not having it registered to you, right? Yeah, that cost like <laughs> 350 bucks. And then the tow bill was, I don't know, 200 and some dollars for like two days, of course. 
and they didn't even like take care of it. I watched them just drag it. We Davis and I put it up on the kickstand, and then when I was driving, I doubled back to go to the hospital. And as I'm driving by, I see the guy had just thrown it down on its side and dragged it up on its side. It's like he did it. It took more work to do it the way he did it. He just did it out of spite. <laughs> just fuck this yeah. bike. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I hate this yeah, thing. Yeah, he... Screw it. Probably because it was he knocked a it over on the automatic. side. <laughs> yeah, he knocked it over on the side that wasn't fucked up. He was like, well, going to make this one even. This T-Rex is going to have a bad day. Yeah. And then the ambulance ride and hospital thing cost me like 700 bucks. So that was an expensive adventure. It was. And you missed it your uh, you missed your uh, snowmobile trip. Yeah. Priceless. Yeah, it was yeah. a rough time. <laughs> Dark what days. You, what did you learn though? I learned that Hopefully how to turn. Uh, if you get spicy garlic sauce in your cast bindings, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's what you got out of it. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I've That's pretty much categorically gone down the list of everywhere that you shouldn't have spicy garlic sauce. And that is Ever. towards the top. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was Chubb's first time on a, on a road bike. It was good. Uh, I mean, if we wanted to, if we wanted to talk further about that story the first part of it was us getting it to your house and and clunk taking it around the block and he's like man this thing's a piece of shit and uh us saying man you really need some air in these tires because they're they're like super shitty and low and you're you're getting all wobbly and stuff so you went across the street to the 7-eleven pumped up your tires and you're like oh i'm i'm just gonna take it down to uh was it latson yeah where your parents lived i was gonna take it down to latson and and go check out my parents place and both me and him were like well hey dipshit do you have your phone on you you're like uh no so okay go go get your fucking phone you idiot so we go back to your place so you can get your phone hop back on the bike and then uh i remember distinctly uh we're we're coming up to like the the intersection of uh grand river in 59 right where you lived and like you got a little squirrely squeezing that brake a little too hard and 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 both me and ian were like oh oh that that did not look good (laughs) And then, uh, and then, yeah, then that that led to your demise, your you arm's demise, at least. You guys are a couple of Nancys, and you know, <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt didn't take horse riding lessons. He just jumped on it and went. Okay. Yeah. And that's did he, did he run his horse into a guardrail? <laughs> <laughs> he might have. We don't have total historical, uh, you know, text to back it up, but probably. But, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I, I stand corrected. I'm a trailblazer, guys. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to say here. I don't read the instructions. I put it together wrong and then fix it. Oh man. 
There's so many stories of that, too. My buddy, uh, Bill, is down in Daytona right now with my dad, and he just sent a video. I, he is an idiot. I, I, I'm not sure if he's messing with us somehow and this is something that's, like, allowed to happen or what, but it looks like he broke on to the, the Daytona International Speedway, and he's riding his bike on it. And there's there's a girl on the back of the bike taking like a selfie video of it. Uh, I bet they let him do it. I hope they let him do it. But he's the, he's the guy who took the who cut the air conditioner off at the machine shop. Tell <laughs> 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 that story. Yeah, he's the same guy. He he. If any one of my friends would break into into the speedway to ride around on it like an idiot, it would be him. Can you can you tell that story? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, my buddy Bill is an electrician, and uh, he, like, ten years ago, went to a taproot show at the machine shop. And he's kind of an asshole sometimes. And, <laughs> you know, he's just—he's—he's he's a little guy, and it, as soon as he gets slighted, he's just into a fight. He's gotten a lot better about it now, but that's the way he totally was for a, like a long, long time. And uh, he got kicked out of the machine shop, and so once they threw him out, the bouncers kind of roughed him up a little bit because he, you know, didn't go peacefully. So then he waited for the bouncers to not like be paying attention to where he was at. He climbed up on the roof and used his expertise as an electrician to disconnect all the air conditioning units on, on, the, on the top of the building. <laughs> and it was, it was like it was midsummer in uh, the like uh, the cinder block oven that is the machine shop. It smells like balls and, anyways. Yeah, and the, right. the the entire place just like like people were pouring sweat, the band was pouring sweat, everyone was dying. And the I guess they're they, they, they have a camera system and saw him doing they saw that afterwards that he did it. They called the police and the police were chasing him and he like had to hide underneath a semi truck and they were like shining flashlights around looking for him but he got away and then two weeks ago we come out with our cd and we played the machine shop to like to it's like a cd release party i guess it was three weeks ago now but anyway not important uh bill comes to our show and he's been to the machine shop several times since then to you know with no ill effect and this time the owner sees him points at him and says you're the motherfucker who turned my air conditioning off <laughs> <laughs> and he's like uh and he's like you'd be on your best behavior if if you if if you even fart wrong i'm gonna have my bouncers beat your fucking ass and bill just he, he scooted he was gone because he, he knew that eventually something was gonna be something was gonna go wrong <laughs> He, finally, he was planning on he was planning on farting really stupid right <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let out the worst fart I only fart wrong yeah. douchebags yeah <laughs> that is awesome that is so awesome. uh, uh like Joe where where was uh where's where was your favorite place to play um I mean, I think really, so far the machine shop is the most fun because we we have 
consistently a ton of people there. Like it, it's it's cool playing places out like pl- playing you know places I've never been before or you know like bars in different cities playing in Detroit and Bay City and you know out outside of the state. But you're playing to just whoever comes to see those bands that you're playing with and hoping that they pay attention. Stick to around to, for your to, show. Exa- exactly, right. Yeah. And at the machine shop, it's like we, we try not to oversaturate the machine shop. We play there all the time so that when we do play it, we can get, you know, everybody we know who know who is even, you know, remotely interested in our music to, to come out and make it a huge party. So, yeah, I think the Machine Shop really is my favorite place to play so far. But, I mean, there's been some... There's a a place down in Chesterfield. Chesterfield's, like, in the thumb, like the bottom of the thumb. Like, it's like 94 all the way. Like New York, New York? Uh, It's a a venue in Chesterfield. Oh, it, it might be the same place that it used to be in the back of a bowling alley. Oh no, that's uh, uh wait, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, they, kind of attached to it. Yeah, they they ch- they must have changed the name because I feel like I've heard that before. But yeah, it's called the Diesel Lounge now, and the, the that place is awesome. That that's 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 like the coolest place we've ever played in. But the, there's typically not, you know, there's been one no. time we played. The, the diesel and there were a million there were a ton of people there but we were opening for mushroom head which is like i, I guess something that every michigan band like that plays anything remotely heavy like has to do like mushroom head just completely oversaturates themselves they're playing yeah with. that are dope yeah yeah, yeah. We, we haven't played with dope but we're we're a little we're, we're a little heavy for dope like dope usually books like other bands that do heroin because then they can all do heroin together. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a while, dope was just like nearly exclusively a Michigan band. Just cause I, I think this was the only state that would allow them to play or at least not have like some type of state to state extradition law or right. something. I don't know. That or they were but all yeah. on probation. Yeah. And couldn't leave. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those uh, guys are uh, another funny story. Um, the other a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a couple months ago, I'm terrible with time. I smoke a lot of pot. Uh, Dope played the machine shop with um, Moto Grader, who's like oh, some yeah. ter- terrible new metal band. I mean, I mean, to each his own, but uh, not my thing. Well, um, there's this girl. And I, I met her at the Mushroom Head show that I was just talking about, and she went to this Motograder show, and so and, and so did my buddy, and my buddy recognized her from the show that we played and was talking to her, and she she went like backstage with the dude from Dope, like which immediately don't do that, boys and girls listening at home, don't go backstage with the dude from from any band called Dope. <laughs> she went backstage with the dude from Dope and she she went to the show in full like moto grader makeup with like her whole body was covered in like black and white makeup. And the dude from Dope pissed on her. Like literally gave her a golden shower. And then she was outside later 
with her makeup all smeared up because this fucking hepsy ass fucking guy from a, a band a band that's literally called heroin pissed all over her and she's trying and she's trying to hit my buddy's joint because they had talked to each other before but she had just conf- she just came up and like bragged about getting pissed on by a fucking heroin addict oh see she bragged he's like, about he's it like, that's yeah different. He's, he's like don't touch my fucking joint don't touch me stay away from me <laughs> so he tells me that whole story and then tells and then at the end tells me that the girl's wearing the makeup and that's why I realized that I knew the girl too and now there's just a girl on my friends list who I know got peed on by a heroin addict. Right. <laughs> oh man. I just get to live with that knowledge. <laughs> yeah. You really got to your grave with that one. You really got to check on people before you let them pee on you. You know. Do your homework. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's that's fair. You, you should have very very strict criteria in place for. Yeah. That's that's Golden Shower with. 101. Right. <laughs> you know, do a little pH test. Should I let this it. person leave their waste on me? Yeah. A checklist. You know, hey. Make sure they don't have diabetes. Did Did you guys yeah. hear about the the four channers that took on Shia LaBeouf? No. No. So, <laughs> I was gonna mention this, but the. So, you know, Shia LaBeouf's been doing this thing since Trump got elected. It's like an art project called He Will Not Divide Us. It's really stupid. Like, basically, they were at this museum. They had a webcam, like, in this alleyway beside the museum. And they were just kind of standing around, like, 24-7 going, He will not divide us. Like, just saying it over and over again. But, like... Just do it. Called a cult. Yeah, like... Not saying it, not they weren't like chanting it, you know, rhythmically or like doing it in a way that normal people would protest. Like they had to make it all artsy. So they're saying it all weird, like he will not divide us, he will not divide us, he will not divide. Like they're just being as as twattish as possible. Trying to make it random so that nobody's like doing it at the same time or something. Yeah, like nobody's gonna protest like me because I'm unique, you know. <laughs> And it's just, everybody you would imagine would show up to something like that was there. Just a bunch of weirdos, annoying-looking people. Anyways, 4chan just got, like, fed up with this thing. Because it was like a 24-7 video feed from this protest. So they just started sending people down there to mess with these people. Like, holding up signs that said nothing. Or, like, you know, just messing with anything they could do to, like, mess with them. And Shia LaBeouf's there most of the time. And finally, like, one of them gets in a physical altercation with him. He assaults somebody and gets arrested. So the museum shuts down the protest. Everybody go home, all you weirdos. And uh, he set... I mean, because this was something that was supposed to go on for, like, the entire Trump presidency. That was just... going to spend four years chanting that he wouldn't divide us. I guess, like, have a rotating staff or something. But anyway, so... (laughs) His, his after this thing got shut down basically he he changed his website and switched it so it was just like an, a, a 24/7 video feed of a web you know it's like a webcam pointing upward at this flagpole with a flag that says he will not divide us so this thing was supposed to be up the entire Trump presidency so 
4chan starts trying to figure out where this flag is, and it's in an undisclosed location, nobody knows where it's at. These guys actually started, like, looking at flight patterns and stuff of the planes that flew overhead to try to figure out where it was. And they got it kind of narrowed down to, like, an area, but it was still too big to, like, actually go search for and stuff. They actually even, like, sent a guy out to the area in his truck and just had him honk the horn to see if they could hear it on the, the webcam feed. And uh, when that didn't work, then they started looking at, like, uh, constellations and stuff overhead that they could see at nighttime. Holy shit. And dude, they literally figured out that this flagpole was on some private property next to this guy's house. And uh, they snuck in there, took down the flag, replaced it with a Make America Great Again hat and a Pepe the Frog t-shirt. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a trolling on like a godlike level. Dude, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> that deserves that some is... credit. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a lot of work. It is. You it's almost, a sad amount. You have of to work. be. You have to be proud of them, for that. Yeah, they 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 really they 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 set their mind on a goal, and that was troll Shia LaBeouf, and they succeeded. I want to know who's just watching this feed all the time. I don't. Somebody else nobody. Who cares about Shia LaBeouf anyways? <laughs> yeah. He's an idiot. Like, he just seems like a really annoying guy. I don't want to ruin your your podcast and bring up politics, but my phone just told me that that Rachel Maddow on MSNBC has just announced that she has Trump's tax returns. And and her show is on right now. Oh, boy. So that's interesting. We don't have to get too far into it, but that's, that's fun. I, you know what? I'm just all for chaos. Whatever yeah. makes I, it I worse, don't... let's see it. <laughs> Whatever, whatever's funniest. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's going to be anything that comes out of that because he is a, a crafty enough piece of shit that he's probably found all of those uh, loopholes in, in tax legislation that Wait, what he did... Yeah, all, all, albeit super shitty, is probably legal. He'll just do his thing with it, you know? It's like when uh, he was on the witch hunt against Obama f- over his birth certificate, and so he finally releases <laughs> yeah. it, and it looks like he's got egg on his face, and he's like, you know, I'd just like to take a moment and congratulate myself as the man who made him rep- reproduce his birth certificate. Right. Exactly. Or, or the the grabbing by the pussy. Well, you know they have one, and uh, I I know that I did that. So fine, that's fine. Yeah, I don't think there's any way to really make Donald Trump feel bad. No. Uh, I, I'm, I wonder if there's a smoking gun in there. That would be fun. I don't know. <clears throat> that would be the most chaos. We can get our we can get down with some Mike Pence. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I I think we should probably wrap this up. But before we do, um, Ian, uh, you told us that uh, Less Sweet Joe, voice of a demon, is a flat earther. So um, <laughs> you did not, Joe. If you wanna, if you wanna tell us about that for a little bit, 
before we no. have to wrap this up, we'd appreciate it. Make so go ahead, pitch, tell us, I'm tell us why it. the Earth is flat. Tr yeah, truth, go ahead. Truth be told, Ian only said that because he knows how infuriated I get <laughs> at the fucking notion that there that there are people who share chromosomes with us, people who people who have common ancestors with us, <laughs> who are so fucking stupid. I get oh I guess yeah he does he want to be worked up he want to be worked up and a poor chand yeah you did yeah I should I, I, I got shy, I got that. Shia LaBeouf but Ian will not divide us <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks for coming on Joe right. dude come oh, back thank you come guys back for on having again me. sometime thank you guys for having me uh, um, I guess at, at some point while we're still here I should say that my band's called Absorbed uh you. Facebook.com slash Absorb Metal, or you can go on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere music sold and buy our CD and listen to it. And uh, I'll, I'll personally I'll, I'll apologize to you for every minute of it if you message me. <laughs> when, are, when are you playing next? When we, next uh, show? we actually um, we just fired our drummer, and the first drummer that we tried out. Uh, uh, two weeks later um, it actually turned out really really good so we booked a show for a month from now on April 8th at the Machine Shop it's our buddy in Demise of the Enthroned CD release party we're going to play it Okay. we're going to play it with a new drummer uh, we have like three weekends to get everything locked in in place it's uh, super nerve wracking we've, we've played you know a hundred shows with the same drummer, and now we're we're just going in balls deep. Machine shop. Oh, now the drummer. Now I'm super curious. Why why was the drummer fired? Um, he he is he was great. He's a close friend of ours. I, I I've known him for over ten years. He's an awesome drummer. The chemistry was awesome, but he at first he wasn't as into it as us, and eventually he started showing more interest, but his his life just was super in the way he he couldn't like we, we he we, he couldn't commit to practicing like once every two weeks even and he, he couldn't take you know he's got four kids by three moms and he's, Jesus uh, yeah he, he's he, he's just something to keep his drumstick in his pants there's there's just a lot going on in his life that was precluding him from uh taking it as far as we're trying to take it that's that's fair we I, I love him i'm bummed out that we can't keep going forward with him but uh he, yeah just if, if we were going to keep if we were going to keep playing just in michigan all the time then we could have stayed we could have kept him forever and never gone anywhere but it's like eventually we would have just gotten old wit and we had to we had to but uh, like I said, this this new guy showed up, and uh, he, he we had given him our CD a week before. And he showed up, and played four of the six songs on the CD, damn near flawlessly. And, uh, we got six practices in between now and the show in April, and uh, I am I'm I'm excited, I'm excited to for the next uh, next chapter. So yeah, I mean, you know, hitting four out of the six in just a week's time—that that sounds like it'd be pretty promising. 
Yeah, it's, it's it went way better than I. I, I went in. I, I'm I'm kind of a pessimist uh, at heart, I guess. I went in thinking that you know we we're gonna have to try out a hundred drummers and then eventually settle on one that would that was okay. And yeah, the first one showed up and was good, so it, it very promising. I'm 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 excited. I'm, I'm still uh, tentative. Excited. Uh, optimistically apprehensive. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to the machine shop at some point because uh, funny you should mention Taproot is doing some type of weird reunion show. Yeah, they're actually they're playing like the album that I was super into when I was uh, uh like, like in the high school. Oh, I would have been like well, middle shit school. for you, yeah. middle school, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my uh, my buddy, uh, he's like, dude, Taproot's coming back around. They're playing their what is it? Their first album, like their first actual album. He's like, do you want to go? It's their second one. Okay. It's their second one. Wow. One of them. Anyway, yeah, one of the really point. shits. But yeah, your buddy. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, well, holy shit, that's a uh, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'll go guess i go to that whatever you know it's, it's local because I, I think uh the bassist is from linden which is you know stone's throw distance and i think the rest of the guys are from relatively around here maybe like lansing or ann arbor or something like that so yeah i know they're michigan based I, I think one of them might be from davison even which is like yeah i, I could throw a rock and hit davison i know exactly. somebody is from so, uh from close to there because there was a lady that used to work at Walmart and Howell and whenever we'd go in there Jesse and I should be like you guys like rock music? My son's in Taproot. <laughs> We're like we've never listened yeah. to them. They're, they're not a Christian band. <laughs> yeah. If they don't talk about Jeebus in a very po- positive way I've never heard of <laughs> So eat my shit. Jesus is inside Skank. of me and I can't listen to your son's horrible rock. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus being the, the holy deity not the Mexican guy from Waterford Jesus yeah he's not inside of me I'm talking about a different one not, not in a long time anyway mm-hmm. not since summer camp uh, well yeah so cool um, we'll definitely if, if you send us information or Ian will write down the information We'll gladly post that on the 3OT page. Try to get you some uh, one listeners to show up. <laughs> right on. I will, uh, I will yell at my guitar player tomorrow morning and tell him to share this podcast, and then people can uh, you can you can have our like, 500 friends that like our band out of pity or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is the exact same scenario of our fan base. That is it. Like, oh, they're, they're trying so hard. They're so stupid. Yep. One of them doesn't even have arms. This like <laughs> Steve Brule-esque like demonstration of obscurity. Well, shit. I'll show up. I'll drag Ian to it. Yeah, I like he, some he good metal. He threatened to come to the last one, but uh, he's, oh. he's, just, he's just not metal if, enough. 
stuck. If you're not playing at five o'clock, he's already asleep. So don't even don't even chirp about that. I'm coming to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Don't hold your breath, Joe. I'm going to the next one. I'm already gonna be holding my breath at the drummer. Don't die because I want you to come back on the podcast and talk about how you believe in a flat Earth and how you morally object to CRISPR. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Joe. All right, yeah. Me and Have Ian me... will be there. Yeah, next time that I'm on the podcast, Ian's just gonna get me all riled up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to go through and equalize the podcast and turn my ass down. It's gonna be yelling at you. An yeah. <laughs> accident. I'm not even gonna realize I'm yelling. I'm just. I'm, all right. I'm just passionate. Just passionate. I'm a passionate man. Passionate. Passionate man. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Goodbye.